You're listening to News Talk Saga 960. Also streaming live on Saga960am.ca. Welcome back to Midday Matters. I am your friendly host, Darshan Maharaja on Saga 960am. Today we are talking about different narratives and of course uh, we find more instances of that we're talking about in the field of politics. But politics is not something that happens only among politicians or between politicians and the electors. Sometimes there are narratives that are of political nature and created um, among the citizenry. And one of those which I have spoken about earlier as well is about this whole anti-vaxxer thing. And uh, of course, the analysis that I was able to give was from a layman's perspective. But today we are happy to have a professional in our studio, Ibrahim Mohammed, who is associate owner of Shoppers Drug Mart at Credit View Creek. And uh, he'll help us understand what this is. And, uh, you know, uh, there has to be some kind of a gap in the logic as I see it. Now, uh, welcome, Ibrahim. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me at uh, Saga 960. And I'm very happy to be with you today. Great that you could make it because, you know, this is an important uh, issue for me. I'll give you a little bit of a background, which is that um, when I grew up in India, my experience of uh, seeing the divide between vaccination versus the lack of it was, uh, you know, very educative. Because uh, I had a classmate who had uh, lost the use of a leg to polio. Um, I had two music teachers who had lost their eyes to smallpox. And I met so many people who had lost children in, at a young age uh, to various diseases that are entirely prevented, uh, preventable uh, through vaccines. So I come at the, uh, at the issue from that point of view. Every year there used to be uh, drive-in schools to vaccinate children against malaria. And uh, in fact, anyone who grew up in India in those times and maybe now as well, if you check their left arm, there will be a mark, yeah. <laughs> that smooth spot where uh, you know that the person was vaccinated right. against uh, malaria. Now, I've lived in uh, Africa and before I had uh, I was going there, I had to take yellow fever vaccine mm -hmm. because that's a specific threat in that area. Yeah. Now, of course, Ebola has emerged as well. Yeah. And uh, because of that, uh, I think of vaccine as something that is absolutely a must to maintain herd immunity. Exactly. If you have um, um, a large number of people, sufficiently large number of people who are unvaccinated, then the rest of the population loses the advantage exactly. of um, immunization. Yeah. Now, all the... Um, the uh, you know points that are uh, strung together in that anti-vaxxer uh, yeah. narrative. Now let's take them one by one. First of all, where do you see this uh, feeling emerging uh, that vaccines are bad? Okay. Uh, so recently, in the uh, latest several months, um, there has been um, a huge media coverage mm -hmm. about the anti-vaccine, mm -hmm. um, and this has been spiking a lot recently. Mm -hmm. Right, and which has, um, in a way or another, increased the uh, vaccine hesitancy mm -hmm. in Canadian adults. Mm -hmm. um, and this vaccine hesitancy in Canadian adults um, has emerged from um, like several issues and concern about the effectiveness or the safety of the vaccine right. uh, in general. And this mistrust mm -hmm. um, was mainly because 
uh, was mainly because of the um, the news uh, media, mm -hmm. uh, celebrities, mm -hmm. and um, the recent um, social media could be also as well contributing to that. Right. Yeah. So um, what the recent what the recent uh, the statistics has shown is mm -hmm. that almost. Uh, 20% of Canadians mm -hmm. uh, having this vaccine hesitancy. Right. And you won't believe the number when I say it, like 3% only of Canadians, mm -hmm. adult Canadians, has the correct vaccination r respective to their age okay. and or risk population. 3%? Only 3%. That is an astounding number. Yeah. And uh, vaccine hesitancy, you say, is about 20%. Yeah. So that is uh, serious enough to cause a problem in terms of uh, herd immunity. Herd immunity, exactly. So I can see that the herd immunity is very important here because mm -hmm. you're not only protecting yourself, but you're protecting your child, yes. protecting the vulnerable people, like yes. pregnant ladies, yeah. seniors. Right. So that can be, those population could benefit a lot mm -hmm. from the herd immunity. Right. Yeah. Now, you know, the uh, most frequent interaction of the average person with vaccines is the annual flu shot. Yes. And uh, that is uh, sometimes a hit and miss. Mm -hmm. Now, the way I have understood uh, flu shot is that there is an anticipation of a particular strain of the flu virus. Mm -hmm. And in anticipation, the vaccine is produced because it has to be available beforehand. Exactly. And then the actual strain that comes about may not exactly be what was predicted. Mm -hmm. So there is a bit of a guessing game here. Whereas in terms of other diseases, let's say for measles or for smallpox, there is no guessing game. Exactly. So uh, this, I think, needs to be made clear to people that there are two different types of vac vaccines, ones that are predicted and ones that are established. Exactly. Yeah. Um, in terms of predicted ones, like mm -hmm. as you mentioned, the flu mm -hmm. vaccination. Right. So this is uh, basically uh, depends on the vaccines or the strains that we knew about from mm -hmm. the years before, right. not the coming year. Yes. So even though it's based on prediction, it mm. is still good to have it. Why yes. is that? Because if you have it, you have a protection. Mm -hmm. And if the new strain happened to be completely new, mm -hmm. if you got the flu, mm -hmm. you still the symptoms will be much, much less yes. and will be manageable. Right. But for the preventable ones, mm -hmm. uh, which are the established one that we know about, like mm -hmm. the shingles, like right. the um, pneumococcal vaccination, right. like the HPV, the human papillomavirus. Right. So these are established one and mm -hmm. we knew about and they are preventable. Mm -hmm. So um, they are, these are like very uh, severely weakened form of the disease yes. that can benefit your body right. uh, by triggering those immunity and mm -hmm. creating that and those antibodies that mm -hmm. can fight and recognize yes. the disease later on and can protect you in the future. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it basically, uh, it's a trial run of the disease in a diluted form. So it is not a threat, but the body gets used to preparing its response to the disease. Exactly. Exactly. So, and by preparing that response, you are protecting yourself, mm -hmm. you are... Um, 
Like when, even if you got, for example, the the shingles, mm-hmm. uh, or you got the 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 the, the HPV, the human mm-hmm. papilloma virus, before, mm-hmm. still, if you got the vaccination, mm-hmm. you still could be protected in the future. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, much of the narrative, and you mentioned social media, much of that anti-vaxxer narrative depends on anecdotal cases. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have an issue with anything anecdotal because I I prefer to work on empirical data Mm -hmm. where there is the entire population and then you know what is the percentage rate of failure Mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, let us say if you leave the entire population unvaccinated, what is the incidence of disease? Because nothing is perfect. We are all human. Yeah. So our effort is bound to have some imperfections. So let us say the incidence of the disease is 3%. And uh, with vaccination, it happens to drop to 0.1%. Mm-hmm. And then people pointing to that 0.1% and saying that vaccine caused it. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you counter this? Okay, so that's that's um, uh, one of the myths that mm-hmm. is happening because of like, or it's being talked about because mm-hmm. of the vaccination. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, the disease cannot happen. Mm-hmm. From the vaccination. Yes. In order to make it clear. Exactly. Yes. Um, why is that? Because um, what the what the patient or the customer is having or mm-hmm. being injected with mm-hmm. is not the virus, mm-hmm. is not the bacteria. Mm-hmm. Even if it's the virus or the bacteria, mm-hmm. it's the severely weakened form yes. of the the disease. Right. That. That require to trigger the immunity, not mm-hmm. to trigger the disease. Right. Yeah. So that it helps you to and protect you from mm-hmm. the disease mm-hmm. um, in the future and recognize it if it happens to you, mm-hmm. if you are being exposed to. Mm-hmm. And with regard to the 3% or 0.1%, mm-hmm. again, the herd immunity back to, the, back to our discussion again. Mm-hmm. So... Having to be immunized um, will not only, again, protect you, but protect a large number of population around you who are vulnerable, Mm -hmm. uh, who needs that protection Mm -hmm. because of their health situation, chronic Mm -hmm. diseases, Mm -hmm. uh, their age. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Now, uh, you know, talking about one specific um, uh, Material that mm-hmm. goes into vaccines or supposedly goes into vaccines. You are the best person to answer me on this because I haven't been able to figure it out. What is glyphosate? Um, I can you please um, uh, um, elaborate again on that? Yeah, because a lot of people are saying that uh, glyphosate being included in vaccines is immensely harmful to human health. And basically, you can divide this discussion into two different parts. One is the science of it and the other is the corporate practice. So the allegation is on the corporate practice saying that it benefits corporations to use glyphosate Mm -hmm. to make vaccines. Mm I assume that is some kind of a solvent in which the the uh, vaccine is suspended so that it just remains stored and it's easier to inject. Mm-hmm. That is the accusation that I keep hearing about and I can't make anything out of it. Yeah. Uh, so, um, here in Canada, mm-hmm. uh, what I can guarantee to you mm-hmm. that vaccines are meeting the highest standard mm-hmm. worldwide. Yes. And in order to be approved in Canada, mm-hmm. these companies 
has to go through research and development yes. for more than 10 years uh-huh. in order to have yes. the Health Canada approval. Right. And this research, it includes safety and mm. effectiveness of the vaccination. Right. So, and if Health Canada found that this vaccination mm. might have harm rather mm. than benefit to the population, mm-hmm. they will not approve it. Absolutely. Even though after being marketed in the, into the market and mm-hmm. after those 10 years and after Health Canada approval, mm-hmm. uh, still public health agencies are mm-hmm. monitoring, continually mm-hmm. monitoring mm-hmm. the effectiveness and the safety of the vaccination right. in the market also as well. And if anything found, they will pull it out of the market and they will start investigating what's going on. Right. I'm vaguely familiar with the system of adverse drug reporting, which applies to all drugs and uh, also vaccines as well. So mm-hmm. if there are any um, uh, undesired reactions to a person because of taking vaccine or medicine, then that has to be reported by the company or by the physician. And then it's compiled into data. And at some point, they will realize that there is uh, more harm coming uh, to uh, patients uh, rather than good mm-hmm. from this vaccine and mm-hmm. they will pull it. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So um, that re- that reporting is also happening by the pharmacist, not only by the physician. So mm-hmm. if anything mm-hmm. that is not mentioned in mm-hmm. the adverse drug report, mm-hmm. so it's advisable to to talk to your local shoppers drug mart mm-hmm. uh, pharmacist or Loblos pharmacist, mm-hmm. and they will, should be able to report that also as well to the public health a- a- agencies mm-hmm. and also to Health Canada to be included in mm-hmm. the uh, in the insert leaflet or into the undesirable adverse events. But those adverse events that might happen from the vaccination Mm -hmm. are very minor. Right. Very, very minor. Yes. Um, They could be ranging from um, soreness of Mm -hmm. the arm. They could be ranging low-grade temperature. Right. These what we can see. Mm -hmm. Okay. And this what's majorly mentioned in the undesirable adverse reaction of the vaccination. Right. But if unusual things happen, you Mm -hmm. can speak with your doctor Mm -hmm. or your local shopper's drug market pharmacist or Mm -hmm. Loblos pharmacist, Mm -hmm. and they can guide you through how Mm -hmm. that could be reported and could be managed also as well. Right. I remember from my school days, because the school had like 2,500 students, and every year, as I said, there was this malaria vaccine given to each and every student. Mm -hmm. And we were told in advance that there is a possibility that uh, some child may develop a fever, and Mm -hmm. it is not something to worry about. Mm -hmm. If you feel feverish, then you just report to your teacher and they will uh, make arrangements for you. And out of 2,500 students, every year, maybe one or two children used to get that fever. Exactly. The thing is education. I'm I'm trying to focus on that because when you start getting these messages at the age of six. Yeah. Then you are mentally prepared. You you don't get overly alarmed by the fact that you are now developing a temperature, you are developing a fever. So uh, in terms of that education, what do you think can be done to make people at ease with the idea of vaccines? Um, I believe um, like what's happening in young ages now. Mm-hmm. So like, for example, the um, the, the 
curriculum, updating the curriculum mm-hmm. for um, elementary schools or mm-hmm. like high schools mm-hmm. with the proper and the need for the vaccinations mm-hmm. in that age and even the booster doses later mm-hmm. in the age, mm-hmm. uh, in their ages, yes. um, is very important. Right. Exactly like nowadays what we have done with uh, the sex ed curriculum. Right. Okay, that has been updated to mm-hmm. match the needs for yes. the time being yes but we needed that yes and now we needed to educate the generations mm-hmm. about the importance of the vaccination mm-hmm. and the preventable diseases right okay and also if you feel that this could be um, something that's not being raised in this at school mm-hmm. um, again uh, the accessibility to the pharmacist is very high. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the pharmacist is available all the time. Right. And luckily, with 1,700 locations of mm-hmm. Shoppers Drug Mart and Loblos pharmacies mm-hmm. around the country, mm-hmm. uh, make it easy for every individual in the country to just go around the corner to their local Shoppers Drug Absolutely. Mart and Loblos pharmacy yeah. and get the actual facts mm-hmm. and break down the myths that might be hap- might be heard of or like me might be communicated mm-hmm. otherwhere right yeah. now in schools uh, they have this uh, policy of checking the vaccination of each child mm-hmm. but i understand there are some exemptions granted right mm-hmm. so that uh, i think creates a kind of a weak spot in the society it it could be it could be so there are areas of improvement mm-hmm. everywhere. So this could be an area of improvement that needed to be uh, tackled or, uh, and I believe this is, um, this is somehow is a political uh, yes. issue that could be, yes. uh, yeah, um, uh, raised. Mm-hmm. Um, but improvement, um, mm-hmm. there is always a room of, of improvement. Yes, everywhere. Of course. Yeah. of course. So, and if we have that belief in ourselves, mm-hmm. we will always be ahead of every Uh, every country or ahead of every place in the world. Right. So what would you do um, as a businessman yourself to uh, spread out this message in your community that this whole anti-vaxxer thing has no scientific basis and uh, convince people that uh, vaccine is uh, always a good thing? There may be some instances where there is a reaction those reactions are manageable. Mm-hmm. Uh, only in a very rare case, you get uh, something that cannot be managed. How do you go about spreading that as a businessman in your community? Um, it's typically as what's happening every day in my daily activity. Okay. So speaking to my patients mm-hmm. and um, updating them mm-hmm. about um, their immunization schedule or mm-hmm. about their vaccination schedules and mm-hmm. what they need, mm-hmm. for example. You won't imagine that um, if I'm telling you about the shingles vaccination, mm-hmm. for example. Shingles is one of the like majorly known diseases mm-hmm. that can happen to many adults, actually. Right. And um, if you had a check Pox when you were young, mm-hmm. your um, your percentage of having that shingles mm-hmm. when you're adult mm-hmm. uh, increases a lot. Oh, okay. And I can see that um, m- m- like over fifty years of age, mm-hmm. um, 
should be immunized if they have the chicken box when they were okay. young. Okay. And I'm talking to them while I'm reviewing their medications mm -hmm. and um, reviewing the history of their medications mm -hmm. and uh, talking to them about the importance of updating their vaccination, especially mm -hmm. those patients at risk, like the heart disease patients, right. uh, diabetic patients, mm -hmm. pregnant ladies, right. um, uh, small kids who are attending school, teachers, right. school right. teachers. Yes. Yeah. So... Um, I'm speaking with them every day. Mm -hmm. And you would be surprised that um, recently uh, when I uh, when we talked to uh, the, about the importance of the flu vaccination to right. the patient, still see now some customers were saying, oh, no, um, I will not. I'm, I'm, I never took the flu vaccination. Mm -hmm. And actually, a couple of them came the same year, mm -hmm. last year, 2018. Mm -hmm. okay. They told me, uh, we wish that we did hear to what you were saying. <laughs> right. They got the flu and it was really bad. I'm really mm -hmm. sorry for that. Mm -hmm. I'm really sorry to hear that. Mm -hmm. But this happened mm -hmm. real life situation. Mm -hmm. So imagine if they have had the flu vaccination. Right. This could have been prevented. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, sometimes we forget because of the comforts of civilization, which is becoming advanced by the day. Mm -hmm. We forget that these used to be fatal diseases. Exactly. Things like malaria used to kill. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and even influenza yeah. used to kill. Exactly. We are not now. talking about big name diseases like cholera or typhoid. No. Uh, even they can kill, but those yeah. are big names. Yeah. These are day-to-day -day names like yeah. malaria and flu, but yeah. they used to be fatal diseases. Yes, yes. And even up to now, we did hear about some cases like mm -hmm. uh, in the vulnerable populations like right. seniors right. in Alberta last mm -hmm. year or the year before, mm -hmm. some cases already like unfortunately died because they had the flu right so which is nowadays like i cannot imagine so mm -hmm. it's a very preventable disease right. like the flu mm -hmm. like and we can do something about it by just mm. having the vaccination <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. and like if you are eligible for the vaccination mm -hmm. the best um, person to speak with is your local shoppers drug mart or loblos pharmacist mm -hmm. who can help you and guide you through about the eligibility for vaccination uh, about your general health and what other vaccination also you might need so right. this is very important nowadays right but you know you talked about the uh, communication that you do and that is uh, primarily one-on-one -on -one communication exactly but as a corporate policy i'm sure you have some kind of a public out outreach that um, gives the same message to people en masse uh, do you have any such ongoing activity? Uh, we Every year we have um, uh, a such ongoing activity about the flu vaccination and mm -hmm. it goes through the radio, it goes through the media, TV, mm -hmm. and also even through the social media mm -hmm. about the flu vaccination. And also um, we had uh, before and recently also we had um, uh, awareness, public awareness about the importance of the adult immunization or the vaccination. Right. Uh, like Schengen. Mm -hmm. like um, the uh, human papilloma virus, mm -hmm. like the pneumococcal vaccination. Mm -hmm. All these vaccination mm -hmm. now are um, about 50% only of the Canadian mm -hmm. nowadays are aware that the pharmacist mm -hmm. can administer vaccination, actually. Yes, you don't need to go to a physician. You don't need to go to a physician. Right. And actually, 
if you look at that number, mm-hmm. about 25% or mm-hmm. almost 25% of adult Canadian, mm-hmm. they put off or they put out getting the vaccination mm-hmm. because they feel it's inconvenient. Mm-hmm. But actually, the accessibility to the pharmacist now yes. make it very convenient. Yes. Yeah. And you can just drop off your prescription, mm-hmm. continue your shopping. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whether you're shopping for your grocery or mm-hmm. your beauty supplies. Mm-hmm. Okay. And until the pharmacist buzz you back to mm-hmm. the pharmacy to get just the shot and mm-hmm. continue your shopping also as oh, well. Right. So which becomes very convenient now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And thanks to the legislation that allowed the pharmacist mm, yes. to play an important role yes. in the patient um, in the patient life yes. and the patient uh, and also in the community protection and mm-hmm. vaccination. Right. It, it's actually about, uh, you know, making it more accessible. That is the first step. Uh, yeah. Again, you know, I've lived in third world countries, not just one, and uh, seen firsthand how accessibility is uh, at a very uh, low level. And uh, again, I'll re- return to that theme that we don't know or sometimes we don't realize how good we have it here in Canada. Mm-hmm. And uh, therefore, all sorts of uh, counter arguments start like vaccines are bad. But when someone is going to Mexico, mm-hmm. then they take all the vaccination they need yeah, because uh, they are scared yes. of catching yeah. some tropical disease. Yeah. So there is a kind of a, uh, kind of a two-track system that yeah. I'm, I'm seeing here. Do you get those uh, those people as well? Do they have to pay for their vaccines? How does it work? Um, so, um, based on the location mm-hmm. in Canada in general mm-hmm. and the insurance coverage, mm-hmm. okay, so your vaccine could be covered mm-hmm. or you might need to pay it out of the pocket. Right. Okay, so, but... The protection that you are getting mm-hmm. is way more than what you're paying. Absolutely. I mean, exactly. I've seen the extreme examples of that. So I have n- never truly understood why people are against vaccines. Mm-hmm. Because someone losing a young child just because they did not have access. They were desperate to get that access, but they did not have access to the vaccines and the child unfortunately passed away. Or having having to spend your life without uh, the use of one leg mm-hmm. just because uh, polio vaccine was not available when the child was growing up. Unfortunately. So, yeah. So, you know, in fact, uh, we have... Uh, uh, I, I did some study on that. The pharmaceutical industry that we have here in Canada mm-hmm. is... Uh, uh, Probably, I would put it in the top three in the world. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I would I, I would really say that. Yeah. 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 And there are uh, companies, I don't want to name them on air, but there are companies here that are at the very beginning of the whole thing called vaccines. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So, we are kind of like the co-originators yes. of vaccines. And yes. therefore, it disturbs me that... Uh, uh, you know, people are beginning to have some kind of unscientific notion that this is uh, bad for humans. Mm-hmm. So, any final message you would like to give up? The final message um, that I'd like to stress on the importance of the vaccination. Mm-hmm. Um, vaccines does not harm anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, vac- vaccines cannot give get you sick. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the importance of herd immunity mm-hmm. is greatly important, especially for the vulnerable com- population. Right. Okay, so it's not only about me. It's mm-hmm. about 
everyone around me. Absolutely. So it's it's not only your decision that you decided not to get vaccinated, mm-hmm. but look around you. How many persons are deciding not to get vaccinated mm-hmm. and how the herd immunity look like after that? Right. Yeah. It's going to decline, definitely, if that's the situation. Absolutely. Yeah. So the final message is... Um, Gain your trust back mm-hmm. uh, in vaccination mm-hmm. and speak with your local Shoppers Drug Mart and Loblos pharmacists mm-hmm. who can give you the facts mm-hmm. and break down any myths that might be happening around you or mm-hmm. might be, you might have heard of. Mm-hmm. And they will guide you through the the, the, your eligibility for having several vaccines mm-hmm. and what you need and what you don't need. Right. Okay. So, and because they are the best, uh, the pharmacists are the best who are aware of, of your health mm-hmm. and your medication history also as well. Right. Okay. So it's very important to get back to them right. and speak with them. And I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that everyone is aware that Shoppers Drug Mart and Loblos Pharmacies are around, around, around the corner. The corner. No matter where you are living. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, that's uh, excellent. And remember, folks, the strength of a chain is the strength of its weakest link. So the stronger that weak link is, the stronger the chain is, because that's where it's going to break. And we don't want our herd immunity to break. Thank you, Ibrahim Mohammed. Thank you for coming in and uh, giving us some professional knowledge on this. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Most welcome. Stay tuned, folks. I, I once again promise to come back to that marijuana case. After this break. <laughs>